Yes, it's Brady Holt's half birthday tonight, everyone. Uh, we're listening to Cindy Lauper in the Phils tonight for no particular reason. Just because why not? It's Brady Holt's half birthday. Let's get fucking weird. Uh, I'm going to get a hella weird. I'm going to put up some more of this Cindy Lauper. We'll be right back. Uh, it's Brady Holt's half birthday. We've got... We've got baklava without the clava. That's what I, that's what I made this week. I made a the weed treat is a is a baklava without phyllo dough. So it's kind of like a caramel walnut cinnamon thing. It's really tasty. That's why I'm really slow tonight because boy are those things good. All right, we're gonna be back in a little bit. Keep enjoying Cindy Lauper. Do you know she can actually sing? Jesus Christ. And here we are in heaven. For you
We're listening to Warren here at MutinyRadio.fm. It's time for Mutiny's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday at 8 o'clock here at Mutiny Radio. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. I'm just chilling back here. It's Brady Hold's half birthday. That's exciting. Waiting for the throngs of people to show up and enjoy the comedy of yours truly, Pam Benjamin, Hunter Stair, Nikos Crowley, Luke Moore, and your big man of the night, 32 and a half, almost Jesus' age, Brady Hold's going to be having his birthday. So that's exciting stuff for us. We're going to put on a little bit more Warrant. Why not? And uh, we'll be right back with Comedy Clubhouse. Yay! Warrant. Pantera, that's nice. This is Warrant playing. You guys remember Warrant? Look at this. I feel like this is a sleepover, and I, I feel I feel that I've inappropriately invited boys to a sleepover. You were like, I thought that you had a dick. Wait a minute. Is that how little boy sleep sleepovers go? Uh, I'm going through menopause, so my hormones are, I feel like a 14-year-old girl again. That is awkward and hanging out with too many men. <laughs> There's, that's, no, when I was, my 14-year-old self would be high-fiving me right now. She would be like, you did what? You have a place where, like, young guys just hang out with you, like, all the time, like a clubhouse? You're like Wendy. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like excited because I'm... I've always really been into dudes. My, I only had one trans moment. Well, I had one trans moment where I was like, I want to be a trans boy. And that's because I was a mediocre girl ballerina. And so I knew that if I was a boy ballerina, then I would be the star because I could actually do double turns and I was like a mediocre girl ballerina. So if I would have been a boy, it would have been amazing. If I just had all the rights and privileges assigned to a penis, my whole life would have been different. Liza, you've never loved me, Liza. Sorry, I didn't. I, I did. I, I, that was my only trans moment, though, and I was like, but it was only because I was jealous. I was like, they, these guys suck at ballet, and they get to do whatever. And when we were little, it was really funny. We do these. It was like we were doing the Nutcracker at Christmas, and it's very, very important. And so all the men part have to be played by actual men. So they were like twenty-four-year-old dudes, like lifting twelve-year-old girls. It was so weird and creepy, and everyone was on board with it. I was like, who are the twenty-four-year-old guy? Could you imagine a comedian being like? Well, my other job is with, with, with a ballet theater where I lift small girls at Christmas time. It's the Nutcracker. <laughs> right, perv? I know. This year, I'm really excited for my Halloween costume this, week, this year um, because I wanted to wear my old wedding dress from 2000. I used to be married, and I have this wedding dress, and I never get to wear it, and I still fit it, and I'm like, oh, my God. So I thought, what do I want to be for Halloween? So I'm going to be the, the bride of Epstein. 
instead of Frankenstein. I'm gonna do my, I'm gonna have a little um, sash that says like little Miss Cutie Pie and I'm gonna carry a bear and I'm gonna do my makeup like a, like super like Jean Bonnet and then have the, the slashes on my throat just like, and my hair like the one from Bride of Frankenstein. And then, but I'm gonna be a little girl <laughs> and suck my thumb and be like, I'm the Bride of Epstein. Anyways. Uh, yeah, I mean, that might be too many props because I have to carry the bear around all night. But I mean, I can be a prop comic too. That's fine. Don't worry about it. Uh, no, it's weird. I want to abduct a small child only because I want to feel some completion with the world. I want to win the fucking science fair and I know I'm never going to birth anything out of this body and raise it to be a scientific genius like I'd always dreamed. So I just want to abduct abduct someone else's child for like three weeks they totally won't miss them it's like a fifth grader they're all on their phones anyways like no one talks to their child they'll be missing for two weeks before they're like are they what's going on <laughs> i'd still take the child to school because it was trying to win the science fair but the the projects i have in mind are kind of maybe borderline inappropriate i mean i have some boundary issues um but I was thinking, you know, since I'm an alcoholic and I throw up in the morning all the time, instead of, um, you know, just, I drink cold water. So what if that cold water is like 37 degrees, right, in the fridge? And then I pound, I don't know, let's say 10 ounces of water. And then it takes 26 minutes for me to vomit up that water. If I vomit into a cup and a small child can take the temperature, we can find out how many calories I burn being an alcoholic. Do you guys actually know chemistry? That makes me so happy. <laughs> Usually people are like, I don't know. That joke's not funny unless you know chemistry and alcoholism. Yay! <laughs> it's like the two things I know lots about. Candy is chemistry. It's okay. Uh, I love that. I, I, got off, I got off kilter. My other thing I try to convince fifth graders, and I've convinced a couple of them. I really have. T-Rex bones were put together wrong. Think about the T-Rex in your head, right? Biggest, coolest dinosaur, walks on two legs, what? Articulated spine from his head to his tail, and yet there's this weird hip cap that throws him over and gives him these big, beefy legs. Sam fucking up my own joke. Big, beefy legs, because the hubris of man to put the big dinosaur. But he has no breastbone. Every animal has a breastbone. I debone birds all the time at Thanksgiving. They all have a breastbone. So if you take that weird hip cap and you flip it upside down and make it a breastbone, then his big beefy legs become big beefy wings. The T-Rex was a dragon. Why have so many dragons across all mythologies, but we've never seen a dragon? Because the T-Rex was a dragon. And of course, the bones were found all scattered around the 33rd parallel because they didn't like it frozen in place. It was like a puzzle, and we put it together wrong because we're like, man, it's so much better. Let's give it little faggy arms and big, huge legs. Like, that totally looks like it works. You can't even floss. How's it going to survive the apocalypse with all those teeth? But if you think about it and you move those little arms back and make them legs, it's just like any other bird you've ever seen. Any other bird. Tiny, tiny little legs. Big, big body. A robin, a sparrow, any of them. Am I, I'm, I'm, I smoke too much weed. I'm an insane person. Uh, 
we'll see if Hunter Stairs' friend's gonna come. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'll, I'm gonna cut it off because fuck me, I wanna listen to your jokes. Ha, la, 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 la. Uh, let's sing the song first. If you know how it sings, and then you sing it with it. M E T I N Y Comedy Clubhouse Comedy. Clubhouse. Comedy. Clubhouse. Together we will bring our jokes up high. Hi, hi, hi. I have tons of weed and I have pipes, but I have no lighters. M U T I N Y Comedy Clubhouse. You want to come inside my clubhouse? You're already here. We're going to entertain each other tonight. It's going to be super fun. Maybe if we're loud enough, the people that are going camping will like toss us a white claw or something. No, I don't know. That's, what's with the white claw? Uh, hey, you, uh, do you guys want a mad dog for who goes first? It's not going to be Brady because it's his special night. You want to go first. You're raising your hand. You're volunteering. You're for, and with a beautiful Pantera shirt, you look amazing. And it's going to be super funny. Put your hands together, fellow comics. <laughs> it's Luke Moore. Yay! Every morning, I wake up with a boner. Because being alive turns me on gets me real good and hard reality oh yeah give me some of that oh yeah oh yeah i get hard i get hard uh hard harder than you know hard as uh hard as um i don't know iron <laughs> i was just trying i was like scanning the elemental table in my head i'm like what's hard i don't know Diamonds, boron, carbon, graphite, dude, Californium, isn't that one? Isn't that that's an element, right? It is now. Californium. What what is Californium made out of? Rats. Balls. Balls? I think it's balls. That's what I say. Californium is made of balls. No questions? Good. I don't have any answers to that. Uh, yeah, so, you know, I mean, you know, we're, we're very sexual entities. Entities? Entities? Entities. We're very sexual. We're biological, right? So we're we're sexual in nature, right? So, uh, yeah, I mean, if you think about it, like, we all have a heart in our chest that beats constantly. It's beating off, I would say. It's just off beating. It's just beating. You feel it. You feel it in your chest, a beating heart, a, a heart beating off, beating off to life, just a, a coming boner. Your heart is a coming boner, and it never stops coming. Even when you sleep, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming for you. No. <laughs> Come. That was just a sperm of the moment joke. Yeah. By a show of cum, who here likes to come? Woo! All right. So everybody just came right now. 
Good, because I did too. I came. Thank you. You know, I was listening to We Didn't Start the Fire, Billy Joel. And I thought, you know, this is a cool song. He's talking about like the whole 20th century. But if he like redid it today, made an updated version, it would just be depressing. It would just be like, 9-11 Columbine, uh, Mandalay Bay, Stoneman Douglas Sandy Hook, uh, Virginia Tech. You know, it would just be like, it would just, just suck. Right? Reality sucks now, right? Well, guess what? Your heart is coming to it. However fucked up your reality is, on a biological level, you are just coming the whole time. Your body likes it. Your body likes that you're eating. And then later you're going to digest it and then your butt is going to come with poop. Because I don't know if you realize this, but poop is your butt coming. It's come from your butt. So it was having a baby. Guys come into women and then it makes a zygote. And then women come it out. Sometimes you have a C section, which stands for a cum section. It's still cum. All right. Whatever. You know that sport, chess boxing? Yeah. It's like a modern sport yeah. where you, you do some boxing and then you do chess and you go back and forth with the same opponent. I, I am inventing a sport. It's a lot like chess boxing. In my sport, you play chess, you, you box as well, but you also play Dance Dance Revolution <laughs> and Dungeons and Dragons oh, yeah. and a triathlon. And a spelling bee. It's called chess boxing D D R D N D triathlon spelling bee. <laughs> and I think it'll catch on. I mean, wouldn't you want to play a chess boxing D and D D D R triathlon spelling bee? Wouldn't you oh, yeah. like to do that? Let me try one more time to say it really fast because I always mess up. Okay, I'm just gonna say it just. Sincerely, I'm going to say the name of my sport just really fast. Chess boxing DDRDD and D. Fuck. Chess boxing DDRDD triathlon. Fuck. It's such a hard fucking thing to say. All right. Maybe the edible's kicking in. In high school, I was in a band, a metal band. Me and my friend Jose. Jose played drums. I played bass. We were a drum and bass band. We weren't drum and bass, but that's all we had. We were a metal band. And our name? Black Guy Dick. Black Guy Dick? Black Guy Dick. Yeah, it wasn't like Black Dyke Dick. That would be crazy. 
and one time I I, I had a <laughs> we rehearsed in the garage at my house but I, I had kind of like a private life my parents kind of stayed out of my shit and they ne I don't know they probably didn't even know Jose but one time I came home in high school and I was drunk and my dad was hanging out with his friends, Chip, Brad, Glenn, Scott, Scott, uh, and who else? There's another good one. I think Scott was there. Scott was, both Scots were there and, and Phil <laughs> and Bobby. Okay. And I was like drunk, and I was like, "Hey, Dad, I love you." <laughs> you know, I was just like suddenly affectionate. You know, like I just walked up to him. I was like suddenly not shy. And my dad was like, "Oh, um, yeah." Uh, so, um, you know, and he like asked me about like I, the bass I play. Like, oh, you're, I saw your bass is in the garage, and I was like, "Yeah, see, me and me, yeah, I'm in a band." You know. And and they're like, oh, Chip was like interested. Like, oh, what's your band? And I was like, oh, my band? Oh, we're called Black Guy Dick. And then they were like, what? <laughs> I'm like, dude, it's like, it's like metal. It's like black guy. You got to see it like in a metal font, like a black t-shirt with like white letters. Like, Black Guy Dick. <laughs> like, it, you know, it's like. Intimidating. That's the, the whole point of the name, was to intimidate. And I think I did intimidate my dad and his friends. Because I think they thought I was gay or something. But, um, you know, and then there's this other time in, uh, in high school, in a class, we had to write journals every day. And one day I wrote, like, I swear I was trolling, but I wrote that, it was like, the prompt was, where you see yourself in 10 years. I said, a woman. So I just like went on. Yeah, you have to write a journal every day. I get so bored. So I, I write a journal about, yeah, I want to be a woman. Da, 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 da. Oh, sex change. You know, I just was like, I want a husband. You know, da, 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 da. I was, I was like going into detail, you know, yada, 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 da, 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 da. Um, what else? This and that and the other. Uh. You know, all that. I included it all. And they called my parents. And they said, your son is gay. You know, they're just like, they're like, you need to like beat your son or something. Because this, this is bullshit. And then my dad was like, was that a joke? And I was like, yes. And he's like, okay. And I thought, damn, glad I'm not trans. Fuck. Everyone was such a dick about it. I was just joking. <laughs> Whatever. We got any Sonic the Hedgehog fans? <laughs> we got any, uh, who's, uh, who's better, like Tails or Knuckles? Tails. Knuckles. Oh, see, you know, that's why it's a good series. Yeah. Who's hotter, the pink Girl hedgehog or the black girl hedgehog? Is there a black girl hedgehog? Furry. The shadow. Furry? 
That's the name? Oh. You're calling me a furry. Whatever, man. I'm just, I'm just, I'm not, I'm just into, I, no, it's like specifically, you know what, maybe you're right, maybe you're right. I like just hedgehogs. Does that make me a, a fucking furry? I like just hedgehogs. It's like, yeah, I guess they are, technically they have fur, but it's like, that's like a peacock. Who has quills? Porcupines, that's right. Nature boy over here. You ever you you're from Louisiana, so you've eat you've eaten some animals. Oh my god, is that like spicy? Okay. Man, I can't fuck with that. My Gramps is from Louisiana. He kind of talks like the Water Boy, Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler. Uh, yeah. I don't know. He kind of talks like an old-timey black guy, too. My, uh, his name is Dan Oxidine. He's dead now, but rest his soul. But he, he if you, we re- researched it, and, like, his fourth or fifth great-grandfather was Charles Oxendine, born in the 1600s in Colonial Virginia. He was a mixed-race man. He was born a slave, and he was, you know, he lived, a, he was a slave, and then when he's like 32, he sued his owners and won his freedom because he was like mixed race or something. So that just shows like that like shows you how white privilege works and it shows you how much fucking white privilege I have. Even my African slave ancestor played the white card successfully. <laughs> Luke Moore, thank you. Luke Moore, everyone. Yes. Wow, your great-great-grandfather did so much more in his 32 years than Brady Hold will ever do in his 32 and a half years. It's Brady Hold's 32 and a half. Uh, keep it going for Luke Moore. Yay! This is fun. Brady Hold's birthday. Brady Hold. When I'm nervous, I say Brady Hold. <laughs> uh, cool. So do you, Nikos, do you want to go up next? And what you feel good about it? Uh, your next comedian, I laughed so hard at jokes in the last in the happy hour. It's so great to have you here all the way out from Walnut Creek, coming over the 24. Uh, put your hands together, everybody, for Nikos Crowley. Yay! Yay! Yeah, I came here from Walnut Creek and Boston before that. Um, it's interesting just seeing the differences between Boston and and Northern California. You know, like um, Massachusetts. Do you guys know what our license plate slogan is? It's uh, you think you're better than me because you're not. Okay. <laughs> New England's just a different place, man. You know, New Hampshire. Have you seen the New Hampshire license plate slogan? Live free or die, motherfuckers. You seen Connecticut? It's the nutmeg state. Oh shit. I can't imagine how that meeting went. Someone was like, hey, how about nutmeg or die? Sorry, I just got back from the New Hampshire meeting. It was fucking crazy out there. Um, I was uh I, I got married recently and um yeah. yeah, thank you, I'm a hero. 
my wife is Asian, and um, we were we were lying in bed recently, and I, I remember thinking we should probably like have a baby soon. Like, why not? Let's get it done. Let's do it now. Like, what are we waiting for? And then I was like, wait, am I just horny right now? And then, yes, I, w I was like, yeah, I have a boner. Maybe we'll have kids at a different time. Uh, I bought some Girl Scout cookies recently because one of my coworkers doesn't understand boundaries. And uh, I noticed that they changed the name of Samoa's to Caramel Delights, I guess, in an effort to be more progressive. And I do agree that Caramel Delights is a much more progressive and also sexy name for a Polynesian. Caramel Delight is actually my aunt's nickname for The Rock, so she was considered well ahead of her time. Pioneer of sorts. Um, this, uh, this, this past weekend we had Columbus Day. That's a big day in my family. Yeah, we're part Italian, so every year on Columbus Day, my dad will go on this big rant about how Columbus wasn't Spanish, he was really Italian. He's like, don't believe what you read growing up. Columbus wasn't Spanish, he was really Italian. That's how behind the times my dad is. He thinks people are trying to take credit for the shit that Columbus did when he got here. I had to sit him down like, Dad, that might have been a point of pride when you were growing up. Now he's kind of considered genocidal maniac, so I don't know, maybe let the Spanish take credit. Yeah. Want to do something for the Italians? Start a room that Joe Paterno was Puerto Rican. I don't know. There's more that he could be doing. Um... I'm a, I'm a know-it-all. I grew up in a whole family of know-it-alls, you know? I always have to have the last word. Me and my sister were arguing over something at dinner recently. I said, why don't we just Google it? Turns out we were both wrong. I was like, I always knew we were a dumbass family. <laughs> um, uh I'm a millennial. I'm sick of hearing about these, these old people. Um, I read a statistic recently, <laughs> no offense, uh, that in the next eight years, millennials will overtake baby boomers in power within the next eight years, or sooner if we simply stop teaching them how to use the internet. <laughs> you know, like, oh, you're locked out of your computer? Okay, well, how about you fix the economy that you ruined, and we'll... We'll reset that for you. Uh, I'm a vegan, vegetarian sometimes. Um, I don't have a problem with meat or people that eat meat, but I do think that all vegetables should die. And um, <laughs> Very stupid, yes. That's a corny joke about... The corn being a vegan? I'm not sure. Um, when I'm scrolling through the TV guide, I look at all Simpsons episodes the way wine snobs look at wine. <laughs> I'm like, ooh, 1993, that was a good year. <laughs> How much time do I have? <laughs> How's Oh, I was like, I, I better start digging. Uh, uh, I'm in an interracial relationship. Thank you. Yeah, I'm a hero. And uh, my my wife is Asian. 
Yeah, not a big deal. <laughs> My arms are tired from flying back to... Uh, uh, she's very Asian, and uh, she's so Asian that she won't take an Ancestry.com test, one of those DNA tests, because she doesn't want to find out that there's other Asian blood in her lineage that she wouldn't be okay with. You know what I mean? Uh, so I told her, listen, no matter what happens with the results, it'll be fine. White people will treat you exactly the same. And by that, I mean continue to assume that you are Chinese. Uh, I've been watching a lot of murder shows recently because I like to get a good night's sleep. And um, I noticed that they use the, the insanity plea a lot, which I, I just don't I just don't understand the insanity plea. Like if I was at the if I was the opposing lawyer, I'd be like, excuse me or objection, whatever, Your Honor. Uh, this man murdered ten people, chopped their bodies up, stored them in his fridge. I think we can both agree, guy's a little bit kooky. <laughs> Imagine being the psychiatrist for that case. You just got to evaluate the guy. Be like, well, uh, your honor, after all the tests we've done, he seems to be of able, able body and mind. And you're like, you do realize that he murdered 25 people, chopped them up, and kept their bodies in his fridge. He's like, I guess that does explain the inkblot test. I don't know. You're the expert, not me. This Ted Bundy? I don't know. Uh, sharks. I'm afraid of sharks. Big time. If you're not, you're fucking crazy. I told my friend I was afraid of sharks. He was like, you're crazy. You're more likely to be killed by a refrigerator than a shark. I was like, that did not help at all. I'm still afraid of sharks. Much more vigilant around refrigerators, but still very afraid of sharks. And if I tell you about one of my deepest, darkest anxieties, don't be like, hey, by the way, your kitchen appliances are also after you. <laughs> that does not help at all. I, um, I saw this thing about this surfer on TV. He got his arm bitten off while he was surfing. And he was like, nothing can stop me from surfing. And everyone was like, oh my God, so brave. I was like, is it really? <laughs> if you get your arm bitten off while you're surfing, maybe the universe is trying to tell you something. But definitely a shark is trying to tell you something. <laughs> he was like, nothing can stop me from surfing. I was like, well, something certainly tried. And it uh, seems like probably two sharks actually could stop you from surfing. Um, <laughs> I think I'm going to end there. I, I don't think I have anything new to try. Thank you. You can applaud if you don't, if you want. Nico's Crowley, everyone, all the way from Walnut Creek via Boston. He's too nice to be from Boston. It's impossible. I'm also afraid of sharks. Why not? <laughs> like anything in the water. I'm more afraid of squid. I think giant squid. Like what are they? Have a beak. What is that fucking shit about? Twenty. If I saw a twenty foot long anything in the water, I don't care if it's a fish or a person or an alligator. It's gonna freak the shit out of me. <laughs> like ah! Even if it's like just its mouth is like like all of that. Very scary. Whales are not harmless. 
dolphins are scary. Only the, another reason I, you know, I've always wanted to be trans is so that I could do um, porn and then I could do like a, a dolphin snuff porn. What is that hole for? <laughs> Sorry. Like I said, I'm a 14-year-old girl. I'm reverting back and I'm saying gross things. Uh, your next comedian's going to be funny and he'll say wonderful things, I'm sure. Uh, he's dressed, I, I mean, I love your vest. You look like you murdered a four-year-old uh, fox and, and you, you're wearing it. But I know that it's not real animals, so I won't throw blood on you. Put your hands together, everybody, for Hunter Stare. Yay! <laughs> A four-year-old fox. So I guess like a middle-aged fox or something. Thank you, Pam. Everybody, please, uh, on uh, in in the room, on the radio, in the airwaves, the people who are going to be listening to this after it's uploaded, give it up for your host, Pam. I'm. Thank yeah, very happy to be part of her harem of of nubile young men. She is truly uh, the Wendy of uh, the San Francisco Bay Area comedy scene. That's a Peter Pan reference. That's a Peter Pan reference. We're, we're the Lost Boys. Uh, you're Wendy. Yeah. <laughs> Enough said. Uh, let's um, let's warm up with some comedy chords. <clears throat> if I um, if I could have a time machine, I would go back in time and kill Hitler prevent him from perpetuating the uh, Holocaust, you know, before it happened, uh, so that I would never have to read Night by Eli Wiesel in high school, or listen to a, or watch another play about Anne Frank, because that's how much I hate the Jews, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, right? I mean, Hitler? Jew hater? Maybe, but fucking amateur, right? Like, burn all their books? Way to make them the most popular books forever. Good job, fucking idiot. Steal their thunder. That's how you do it. All right, good. Now, let's, I'm going to keep, I'm going to double down. More genocide. <clears throat> Y'all know about the, um, you seem like a woke kind of guy. You got a woke kind of haircut. You got some woke kind of glasses. You're dating, you're married to an Asian lady. Yeah of indeterminate um, ethnicity. Do you know about the genocide in Myanmar? Are you familiar? Yeah, you know, you listen to NPR, I can tell you're an NPR kind of guy, yeah. I love NPR, do you listen to NPR? No. I listen to NPR all the time, never donated before, I'll tell you why though, because, because they're just so fucking desperate sounding in those pledge drives you know it's like hey you know uh, the phones haven't been ringing but we have a dollar for dollar for dollar challenge please go kill yourself i would rather kill myself than listen to this or i'd rather listen to youtube commercials without the skip button um but if they were just to play a little bit hard to get you know in those pledge drives i think that they could probably appeal to a millennial audience more you know like hey listen uh we here at KQED don't give a fuck about your sustaining membership. Honestly, I'm just going to end this drive early, take this last earthquake kit home for myself. Yeah, you guys don't listen to NPR. There are people listening on the radio, though, who definitely do listen to NPR, and they are dying right now. It's just like, have fun trying to uh, survive uh, for 10 days um, without food or water. Um, Lakshmi Singh out and then she drops the mic, but it does not drop because it is the wrong kind of mic 
that's a radio joke right there. Anyway, we were talking about the genocide in uh, Myanmar, uh, Burma, as they used to call it. So I'll clue you in. This is a whole bunch of Muslims, the Rohingya Muslim people, being murdered by Buddhists, by the Buddhist majority. Yes, this blew my mind the first time I heard about it. So yes, in, in, in a Southeast Asian type of country, there's a whole bunch of Muslims being murdered by Buddhists. And the first thing I thought when I heard that was, that's not good for the Buddhist brand. That is not good for their brand. That's like finding out that the C in KFC stands for children. It's not good for their brand when everybody found out. You didn't hear about that one? That's also true. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, it's, you know, clearly any religion can be used to perpetuate violence and atrocities. Any religion can. But fucking Buddhists... Buddhists, where do the Buddhists get off, really? Out of all of them, you know, like, what part of the Four Noble Truths of Buddhism did I misread or misinterpret? I think it's like, all of life is suffering. Here, let me show you. Siddhartha Vader. That joke is better than you acted. Some of y'all have heard it before. Um, let's see. So I grew up in Louisiana. Some of you have never met me before. I grew up in Louisiana. Uh, anybody ever been to Louisiana? Yeah, that's about it. Other than New Orleans, which is where all the coolest white people in the South are, the rest of it's just trash. You know, it's just just a terrible, terrible place. Uh, growing up in Louisiana. I'll give you an example of what it's like growing up in Louisiana. So do you remember, I'll start with you. Do you remember where you were, what you were doing, 9-11-2001? Uh, yes. Yes, where were you? What were you doing? I was teaching high school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was morning time. Yeah, I was also, I was in middle school. I wasn't teaching it. You know, that'd be kind of ridiculous. I was in middle school, a regular middle schooler. I was in a trailer in southeast Louisiana, which all of our classrooms were trailers. That's not even a joke. That's just true. That's just a real thing. I didn't realize that that was not supposed to be the case, that I thought everybody went to classrooms and school and trailers. Um, so I went to, uh, yeah, I was in my trailer school and, uh, the, the principal came in, uh, Dr. McDonald, my principal, I swear to God, Dr. McDonald, my principal came in and he said, I'm sorry, I have an announcement I have to make. Um, two planes, uh, have been flown or have crashed into the World Trade Center. And you know what the very, very first thing that occurred to me was, or that I thought, the thought that ran across my mind when I heard that? It's what the fuck is the World Trade Center? What the fuck are you even talking about? The Center for World Trade? That's not real. That's, I, I had no fucking idea, and neither did anybody else in my classroom. But th they had some vague idea, planes flying into a building, scary, and someone's like, we're at war. And then um, a plane flew overhead, and every you could just hear it, you know? You could just hear it, like, in the background, and everybody, like, looked up super scared. First of all, we're right next to an airport. It's fucking dumb shit, middle schoolers. Second of all, uh, I, I turned to the person next to him and was like, shut the fuck up. They're going to... They'll kill everyone on the East Coast. They're going to kill everyone on the West Coast. But no one's fucking coming here, man, to Southeast Louisiana. So um, 
so other things that happened in southeast Louisiana. This is fun. Uh, here's probably the most southern thing that's ever happened to me. It happened a, in a lake, by a lake that uh, my family lived next to, a big lake out in the woods. Uh, so I was walking around the lake with a wheelbarrow and my black lab, uh, Roscoe. Yeah. And uh, I was picking up the weeds that my daddy had done knocked down with the wee whacker because that was my job. I had to pick up the weeds. I had to drag them off to the edge of the woods and dump them out in the woods and light them on fire or whatever. Uh, and uh, I reached down to pick up a big uh, pile of weeds. And right when I go to pick it up, this giant water moccasin rears its head out of the weeds. A water moccasin, by the way, a water moccasin is a snake. I know it sounds like something that you do to do like underwater CrossFit or whatever fucking sport Luke Moore was talking about, but um, you know it's a snake. It's a super super poisonous water snake. Yeah, and so I'm inches away from this thing. It rears its head out of the weeds like it was waiting for me. It coils to strike, and then right before it uncoils the strike, it falls in half. Have you ever seen Harry Potter? Nearly headless Nick, exactly like that. It falls almost completely in a half and falls back into the lake again and slithers. The two halves like kind of slither awkwardly into the murky water. You figured it out? Yeah. My dad done knocked that snake in half with the wee whacker, done saved my life. Probably one of the most southern things that's ever happened to me. The other, another super southern thing that, it didn't happen to me, thank God, but it, it, I'll tell the story because it involves the same lake. Uh, one of my uh, dad's friends was this old kind of starting to go senile a little bit neighbor uh, who would come and you know sit on the edge of the lake and fish in the lake, and he's just having a good old time. And so he's fishing in the lake, he's thinking he's going to catch some fish, but he is incorrect because what he does not know is that my dad has a pet snapping turtle that lives in this lake. So yeah, so yeah, my dad has a pet snapping turtle that lives in this lake. And we're talking about a little box turtle. We're talking about like a, I don't know, like maybe like a 150 pound turtle, like a turtle the size of a St. Bernard basically that can bite off of your finger, bite off like four of your fingers as it's yawning. You know, not even trying. So uh, my dad, like my dad would feed this turtle um, uh, hot dogs that he would cut into little pieces every single evening. He would sit out at this edge of the lake in his Adirondack chair and he would lean back and the turtle would like come up out of the water and it would like peek its little head up and he would just throw hot dog bits into this turtle's mouth and he would catch it like it was my black lab. Like my dad loved this turtle. So anyway, uh, this guy's fishing in our lake, you know, Obviously, the turtle thinks it's chow time, so he attacks the guy's fishing rod, snaps it in half. Obviously, this guy's, you know, fishing rod's fucked. It's not coming back after it gets attacked by this 150-pound uh, St. Bernard turtle, you know? So, <laughs> so this guy, this is a full-grown man, a man, a little senile, albeit, but, you know, this is a full-grown man. And he is so angry about this fishing rod because it was his grandfather's fishing rod or something like that. Like, get a new fishing rod, right? But no. Uh, so he drives five miles back to his house, goes inside, grabs a shotgun off the wall, loads the shotgun. Just kidding. It was already loaded. Uh, he drives the five miles back to my house, and he caps my dad's pet snapping turtle. 
and cold blood premeditated. Like you can't even say that it was the heat of the moment when you had to make a 10 mile round trip in order to execute this reptile. Like at no point in those 10 miles did he think to himself, oh, I'm overreacting a little bit. I'm about to waste some ammunition for absolutely no reason. So my dad comes home and he finds his uh, snapping turtle, a floating face up in the lake. Like it's an episode of NCIS or whatever. That's definitely one of the most Southern things that's ever happened around me. I'll say that. Um, is that one? Damn, I've been having a great time. I don't even care. Um, so I'm married to, you know, we can sympathize over this. You know, you're a millennial. I'm a millennial. We're both married. Um, I'm also married to a not white person. That's beside the point. The point is, here's the point. The point is whenever I talk to other millennials about, Hey, you guys married? Anybody in here married? Uh, they always give me, even though we're all adults at this point, they all give me this look like I just said, Hey, do you want to, uh, you want to maybe try out this butt plug that I found on the ground in the tenderloin? It's gritty. That is what marriage is to the millennial, uh, population at this point. It is a uh, found butt plug usage, found tenderloin butt plug usage. But, uh, my wife is fantastic. I'll say this about my wife. My wife, she's not Asian. I know, right? Surprise. <laughs> Surprise. Skinny white guy, not married to an Asian. Uh, she's actually smoke show Colombian woman. Uh, thank you. And um, this is how hot my wife is because I try to describe it to people. And I think this is the best way I can describe to people how attractive my wife is. She gets hit on even when people can't see her. She was talking to the Toyota dealer uh, and Walnut Creek on the phone, you know, the Toyota dealership in Walnut Creek. She's talking to one of those guys on the phone. He hit on the sound that her vocal cords make when they flap against each other. That's the power of a sexy Colombian accent. This is literally what he said. He said, Hey, you should, uh, come on down here. I'd be happy to give you a test drive. You seem like somebody that I, um, that is, I think that, um, uh, I think that we'd have a lot of fun. And I, I could hear all of this. It was on speakerphone. Uh, and I thought to myself, whoa, first of all, it seems like they have a really, really healthy workplace culture at this Toyota dealership, <laughs> right? It seems like this guy's a real, this guy's a real culture carrier, gonorrhea. Second of all, uh, is this, this guy the most, the Dos Equis man from 2006 to 2016? Cause that was hella thirsty. Bong. All right, I'm done. Hunter, stare at his hot wife, am I right? Yeah. Yeah, you understand. Uh, hey, up now, he's made mistakes. <laughs> no, he's a great guy. It's his 32nd and a half birthday. I've known him for many, many years. And uh, he's about to do all his ministry right here for you. Put your hands together for your headliner. It's Brady Hold. Yay! <laughs> Boobs. Just trying to stay in the spirit of the season. If you want to see, there's a card next to Luke. I drew a ghost. You're probably the only one who didn't see it. I drew a ghost with some boobs, and she she's holding it. Luke, show him the card. This is a radio show. Boobs. I'm Brady Hold, you guys. Uh, say my name when I'm nervous. You guys, I'm doing well for a 23-year-old, but I just turned 32 and a half. 
That's right. I'm Brady Hold. All right. Cool. I'm uh, doing great for someone who's only three months into comedy, but I started in 2014. Uh, Brady Hold. My sex life is amazing for a gay man in San Francisco, but I'm straight. I swear. I swear to God. Uh, okay. I don't know what you've heard. Stop laughing at me. Okay. I... Uh, Brady Hold, you guys, uh, I just feel like getting into this story. It's just been itching at me, and uh, I can't promise it's like a good story, one where like I'm the hero of it, or I might, I might, honestly, I think I'm the villain of this story, and I don't even think that like it's a good story where it was like, wow, that like resolved itself in the end. It's like, it just kind of peters out, so here we go. So one night while uh, I... I like for for real. I haven't smoked weed or done anything uh, in you know any. any, I haven't smoked weed in like 14 months, uh, and uh, that's why my payment for this show is this little this pin of the this guy who inspired my art earlier. Uh, I don't get paid in edibles, Uh, but. Uh, I don't, there's one thing that like stoners will try to deny because they're so chill all the fucking time, right? They're like, "Hey, man, I'm chill. I don't care." But then when you question how chill they are, chill they are, they're like, "No, man, I'm fucking chill." Like, it gets like it bottles up all that that pot rage, and uh, I think I think that happened to me one night because there's there's only a few things in my life that I will not be fucked with on. And uh, the drive through line at In-N-Out is one of them. So I was pulling in to the In-N-Out that's in Daly City, the one on Washington Street. You know uh, how it's so packed, the drive through I don't know, anybody in here drive? No, just me? Okay, so it's so packed, the drive through that it's always leading out onto the street. So much so that even at the intersection, you kind of have to decide... Well, does the line curve into in and into the parking lot, or does it go keep going down the street? And uh, people have gotten pissed, but this wasn't one of those nights. It was just it was out on the street, and then I pull in. I may or may not have been smoking in the car, possibly dabbing. I don't know. Uh, I did used to dab in the car. I like I had a I had a flamethrower and everything. I like it was like a metal shop in there. So I was. Uh, I was dabbing away, and then, like, I possibly might have missed the space in front of me to pull up by about maybe one car length, and then somebody swooped in and took my spot, and I was like, no, that's my spot! And I got all fucking pissed, and I was just, like, starting to honk, and I'm like, beep, 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 get out of the line! Get out! You're you're out of line! Get by not getting out of line! And so I just, like, I, uh, I was like, I'm gonna tell on them, because, um, as, as you see, is the theme of this story, uh, that's what I do, um, so I, I, uh, I, I, they make their order and then, uh, and then they, and then I get up to the, the teenager who's, uh, unwittingly has to take the brunt of my, my rage. I was like, all right, well, you know what? I'll, I'll have a four by four animal style, both kinds of onions with chilies. And I can also have fries, animal style, a milkshake and a Dr. Pepper. And you know what? They cut in front of me. And, uh, what are you going to do about it? And they're like, uh, well, um, 
just tell them at the window. Maybe they could do something about it. And be like, I will. And then so it's just like I'm following him. I'm like giving him the death stare. Occasionally, I'm still honking. I'm like beep beep. Even though it's like you can't even get out of line anymore. And so finally, they get to the window. They pay. And then I get to the window, and I was like, Hey, did he tell you that they cut? And he's like, Uh, no. Uh, it was like, Yeah, they cut. I was trying to get them out of line. You're like, You were the guy that was honking earlier. I'm like, God damn it. Are you guys not gonna do anything about this? And we're like no and i'm like well i will so i started following them uh as they're pulling out of the driveway and i think they saw that i was following them and rightfully so you would want to ditch the person following you so i think they pulled into a gas station and i kept driving along the street but then i made a yui and i flipped around and i followed them and they probably didn't see me because they drove all the way home, somewhere probably in the Excelsior Outer Mission area or Dog Patch. And then uh, I I saw uh, where they parked, and then I just I drove along. I parked around the corner, and I waited for them to go into their apartment and enjoy their In-N-Out because it would be the last fucking time they were going to enjoy In-N-Out freely. Because what I did was uh, I went to their car, and I took a pen, and I let the air out of one of their tires uh, just enough. It's not like... Oh, they can't drive. It's like you can drive enough so that it's going to uh, pop your tire, uh, possibly, and really fuck it up. Uh, and that is the lesson that I hope they learn to never cut off Brady Hold uh, as he's getting in and out uh, ever. Because uh, it's, it's just one of those things. I'm not really like, I don't think I'm a funny person. I don't think I'm like uh, a good moral person to be around. Like, as I'm really doing a lot of soul searching and spirituality bullshit that we're supposed to be doing as we're turning into our 30s i don't think i'm like a good guy because uh you know it's it's not like i feel like you know like i'm i'm like ah oh, man I'm, I'm i'm all fucked up that was my clark fransman i'm like uh, it's just so like i just feel like you know like uh like inherently like there's people who are like oh man like i'm so depressed but i fight it all the time it's like no nah, man i'm happy like all the time and uh i don't feel bad about the choices i make so like similar to that first story uh i was uh walking along ocean avenue and now the newly named frida calloway right around ccsf i live around there uh it's it's one of the better parts of san francisco you might not have needles in the street like you have in the tenderloin but we have protractor needles in the streets because there's a lot of students out there i uh you know i just like uh the light was uh it was counting down but i still decided to go because i was crossing the crosswalk and i was like well you know fuck it and uh and then it, it turned yellow, and uh, then it turned red, and I'm still in the crosswalk, and I'm like, all right, well, I'm just going to keep going. And then, uh, like, it's green for them now, and I'm like, well, you know, what am I supposed to do? Just stand here? So I keep going, and I may or may not have been playing Pokemon Go. And uh, as, as, I'm, as I'm, like, getting off uh, out of the crosswalk, this, this guy screams out at me, why are you walking so and uh, I, I take out my phone and I take a, a burst shot of about 100 pictures of, of his car. And uh, I notice that this white Toyota Prius with an advertising thing on top has uh, Lyft and Uber stickers. And so I call Lyft and I say, I would like to report a safety complaint with one of your drivers. And I gave him the, the make and model and the license plate. 
did the same thing for Uber, calling the people who with the advertisements on top. That was a little bit harder, but I found their social media email. And so I pretty much just destroyed the way this guy makes money. I don't know like if it was his sole income, but it's pretty much it's going to be gone. Like probably by the end of the month, he's like, well, I can't drive for Uber anymore. Maybe he'll start doing Postmates. Who knows if that's even really his car. It might be just one of those rental Uber cars where they rent it out to you for like 300 bucks a week or something. But uh, I think we've learned from this story. I am the villain of it. And uh, I am a tattletale. Like I, I lit, I am a psychopath. Both of these things happened on my day off. So I think that goes to show that I should not have days off where it's like, well, you know what? I would have to work in the morning, so I'm just going to go home and fucking take it. The first one, I was living in my car at the time, so I really had nowhere to be, nothing to do, and no responsibilities. I was pretty much just going to fucking watch YouTube and Netflix on my phone for the rest of the night. I'm like, well, now I have a project. So... It just goes to show uh, I'm, I'm psychotic. Like, I don't think I, I'm a good person. And uh, it's not like, you know, like even the times I've done, you know, things that people will be like, oh, my God, you slapped her and choked her and spit in her face. But like she was asking for it, though, and like put my hand there, like all those things. Like I felt like I was actually being a good person. All these other times where I'm just like tattling on an Uber driver. That was the villain in me. Uh, okay, I'm Brady Hold. I uh, just wanted to get that out. I, just, I felt like I really needed to work on that. You guys, uh, women are great motivators, right? Uh, like my ex-girlfriend, she would tell me, Brady, your dick is slightly smaller than my ex-boyfriend's penis, but... You fuck me better than he does. I'm like, what are you trying to get me to do? Fuck you harder because it's working. Boy, I showed her. Uh, she was wound up fucking him again. It was this. I don't have a motorcycle. I can't compete with that. Brady hold you guys. Uh, and I recently caught a sexually transmitted cold. That's right. I now have sniffles. Sniffless. <laughs> Brady Hold. Okay, what's up? Hey. Um I uh I oh I'm doing a sober October thing. Uh really for no reason. So it started I'm in a group group text with uh three other comedians and uh one of them's my roommate and uh so he's on the East Coast right now reconnecting with family. And uh so I was like, hey guys, what do we do a sober October? Didn't hear anything from my roommate, so he's pretty much not playing. And then uh, the ex-military guy who walks around with his dog, he's like, yeah, I'm down, bro. Let's do it. And I'm like, okay, cool. He's in. And then, you know, my other friend, he's like, he's in. And then so it's like three guys for sure in. And then uh, so three guys for sure in. And then uh, I was like, you know what? And I'm even going to take it up a level because obviously not smoking weed i occasionally drink but i'm like hey how about this no sugar no caffeine for the entire month i didn't tell him about the sugar thing but i told him about the caffeine part and so uh my my other buddy and i were like yeah let's do that and my other guy 
guy friend. He's like, hey, and I'll also I won't I won't do any any uh, vape pen stuff any uh, this entire month. He's not even talking like weed. He's just talking like uh, the jewels that everybody's fucking hooked on. And so he's like, I won't do that this whole month. And I'm like, all right, cool. And then so uh, he lasts uh, about a week. And then he's like, yeah, I had to get a six pack. And then uh, I just fucking craft caved um and then you know so then me and my bud we're tired as fuck because we don't have any coffee in our systems is somebody even in the bathroom the whole time oh my god okay <laughs> boobs <laughs> that's a callback anyway uh so now we're like 20 something days in no caffeine no sugar nothing uh, and uh actually feel really great i've lost about 10 pounds and uh I, uh, you know, it's just me and the one other guy. It's just the two of us hang doing it. And, but I still found a way to get high today. That's right. I went to the gym and it wasn't the gym. I'm not saying exercise gets you high. It's what you do after the gym. I went to the Red Cross and I donated uh, a double unit of red blood cells. Uh, so that's when they like take out your blood, they spin it around and they just put the red part back and they do that twice. So they get like basically two pints worth of red blood cells. And then, uh, they put like the plasma back and the white blood cells back and then a little bit of extra stuff just for fun. And then, uh, so I get up and they're playing Coco, which is legit, actually one of my favorite movies. And so I'm watching it and then like, I just, they're like, all right, you're all good. And then I just like, I roll off the thing and they're like, are you okay? Do you want to lay down? So I'm saying like, I may be doing sober October, but I'm getting high the old fashioned way with a bloodletting. So, uh, if you, uh, if you just want to get a good old high, just uh, just drop some of that blood from your system. All right, sober October. I'm Brady Hold, and uh, what else we got going on here? I uh, I already told that story. Uh, you guys, uh, I'm a nice guy. I may look like a nice guy, and it's true. I am, and it's true what they say about nice guys, and that we finish last, and. Uh, you know, this has never helped me in life, uh, except finishing last, except for that one time I was running in the Boston Marathon. Uh, I finished last that day, you guys, and it saved my life. I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. All right. <laughs> Mr. It's your Boston, right? You weren't there. Okay. All right. I'm Brady Holden. All right. My, yeah, that's why I think I'm going to be a satirist now uh, instead of doing comedy. Because I saw, I saw somebody do, do comedy and they weren't funny and then they said they were uh, a satirist. And I'm like, oh man, is that all I have to do to say that like, uh, like, that, that like, I'm <laughs> like, uh, oh, I'm just doing sat satirism. Which makes it just sound like I'm really into ghosts, like a satir satirist or... <laughs> okay, all right. Uh... Brady Hold, I um, I went to a, a hot yoga studio recently, and I tried to sign up for some hot yoga, and I said, excuse me, sir, I'd like to sign up for some hot yoga, and he's like, whoa, excuse me, sir, you need to take some remedial ugly yoga before you're allowed in here. We can't just have anybody coming into hot yoga. All right, I'm Brady Hold. Uh, uh, 
I want to make a machine that works in a massage parlor. I'm going to call it a robot. Okay. <laughs> How about this? I'm going to do an impression of an old man. Uh, hey, Lord! I'm an old man. What are you going to do about it? Back in my day, people crossed at the same time as traffic. I'm old. I'm so old, if I ever wanted to see a pair of boobs, I had to put it into a calculator. I'm an old man. Boobs. Boobs. That's a callback. All right, you guys. I'm Brady Holt. Thank you guys so much. Happy birthday, Brady Holt. 32nd and a half birthday. That's exciting. He talked about uh, STDs for a second. I, I had my first STD from my first marriage. That's right. I caught it. Yeah, it was sexually transmitted debt. That's what you get when you get married. Did you get that? Did you get the sexually transmitted debt? But um, uh, I was married to my ex-husband for three years before I found out that he had $15,000 in credit card debt. I was so glad that our relationship was based on truth and honesty. Yay. Um, well, that's kind of the end of our show. I, did, did, I open, did I open with my LSD joke? Uh, no, I can't remember. Oh, okay. I'll close with my LSD joke then. Whenever I go on a first date, I like to make sure that we do LSD so I know that it, we have some chemistry between us. Hello. But I'm, yeah, right? It's that up, but I'm just sure. Well, thank you guys. This has been a lot of fun. Brady Holt's birthday. And uh, thanks for coming. Uh, ridiculously good looking friend. You date model. Your wife's like a model. Your, your, your friend you brought is. Super, he has such, his teeth are glowing in the dark. I'm like, my God, I'm going to take you to a black light room. And, but it's, wow, it's a good, good looking guy. He's like, yeah, we, before when I was talking about sexually harassing young comedians, he's like, my friend is ugly. He'll be fine. I'm like, yeah, obviously he was being silly to you. But um, thanks so much for being here. Thanks for supporting Mutiny Radio. Thank you, David Sun Tzu, running the ones and twos. And uh, we'll be back next week with, I don't have any idea who's on the show, with more comedy. Yay. Um, but, or, and I'm going to be at Copyright later, so come see me and come see all the comics you've been seeing. Yay, good night. Bye. Yay. community. Law Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers. California's motorcycle lawyer. Richard Harris, Harris Law Firm, LLP. 180 Permanent Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 95834.
can listen on the go. Listen to live streaming radio. Or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. Mutinyradio.fm. Why not make a donation? Mutinyradio.fm. Streaming live the station. Mutinyradio.fm. District of the Mission. Mutinyradio.fm. Mutinyradio.fm. Listen to live streaming radio or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco. MutinyRadio.fm. Hit the donate button, stream them live, download a podcast, have some fun! San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... uh, Aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by Uh, Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch a full-length movie. Apply now for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2020 coming up March 1st through 7th, 2020. But you can apply now through November 30th. 50 shows in seven days, over 50 comics from all around the U.S., and you could be one of them. Go to the Mutiny Radio website, www.mutinyradio.fm. Click the Apply button. Pay that 20 bucks. Donate to Mutiny Radio and apply with your five-minute video to the Mutiny Radio 5th Annual Comedy Festival coming up March 1st through 7th, 2020. Submissions close November 30th. Get those submissions in now. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? 
Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Hungry for a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Venice. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk, MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at Subliminal SF dot myshopify.com that's subliminal sf dot myshopify.com and experience subliminal sf hey you 
open micer in San Francisco comedy scene. Maybe you want time to do jokes. Well, this is the place to do it. Mutiny Radio. We have three open mic a week just for you. Monday's joke workshop from 6 to 8. Come and get four minutes and four minutes of commentary from your comedian peers. Come on Fridays for happy hour 6 to 8 here at Mutiny Radio. All the comics, wonderful, hilarious people in the scene. Get to know them. Hang out. Do a set. Have it recorded here and on a podcast at mutinyradio.fm and come in on Saturdays from 4 to 6. Get long sets because no one ever shows up. So it's like stage time and people can listen. Come on by to Mutiny Radio. Get your comedy on, baby. Tell me what you think about your situation. Complication, aggravation. Is it getting to you? Then tune in live every Sunday from 12 to 2 p.m. to the edge of insanity with myself, Paul Brumbaugh. Kit Marie. Brandon Ray. And Mistress Christine. All on Mutiny Radio. That's right, PCRcollective.org. We'll see you there. Yeah. Okay, Siri knows she's being recorded. Like, watch, like. The story of the Almighty God? Siri, what's my name? Look, the, the, she doesn't want to talk to you right now. She's trying to me. I'm trying to stick Why is it? Oh, now it's plugged in. Okay, here we go. You know, uh,. I heard Siri was, I've asked Siri a lot of questions and some of them have been like answers that no, you know, it's starting to have, it's, you know, it's not like that weird doll that said, I want to kill all humans. You know, that one robot thing. Yeah. What was her name again? The doll that wanted to kill all humans. No, there's, there's this one, there's this thing where it goes, it kind of, it talks and it looks like a mannequin a little bit and it asks this question. It has a brain. I'll punch over you, dude. This is some trippy shit. And she's like, and she says, I mean, that was my attempt at humor, but she was trying to be funny, but she's like, I'm going to kill you all, you know, kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Sophie or Sophia. 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 That's weird, right? Yeah, Sophia's the name. And then they had those love dolls that everybody just basically abused. They were like, it's not alive. It's fine. I could just punch her in the titty. And, you know, like they, were, they, they would fuck it up. Hey, look, I'm going to break an arm off. Yeah, this is. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's because they're monster cock. Yeah, that's what's happening. It's just like, just something, whatever. That was, she, her name, she had this name. And it was like they put a couple of the models out there, and people basically, maybe it was a, a test. I don't know. But it is kind of weird how you can do it. And you say, so you say Siri is, is God now. Siri is like God, God-like. Uh, but what if all the electricity in the world turned off, then there would be no Siri? Then there would be no Siri. It would be awesome, wouldn't it? That would be amazing. It would be like a return to like do- island, somewhere between Island of Dr. Moreau. Uh-huh. You know that one? Oh, yeah. And, oh, and uh, Planet of the Apes. Yeah, that wouldn't be fun. Yes, unless you were an ape, right? Because you'd be fucking human chicks, and you'd be like, yeah, doing it, doing it. Big gorilla. I'm already as big as a gorilla. That's fine. <laughs> Isn't that funny, though? You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Take it AIDS, Roxy. What? I don't have AIDS? What? And you're talking about primates fucking humans. Is that what created AIDS? Some sort of chimpanzee. I don't know. Somewhere along. Somebody, How do you know? You don't know. Somebody fucked a monkey. Hey, and this is a, this is a commercial for Roxy Rose Magic Snake Oil. Because you, if you could be as baked as Al- Alvaro right now, you'd be you'd actually have gotten a pretty fucking good deal out of your day. Totally. Yeah, you're feeling good. You know, and you can't like you can't fake that kind of stuff because I know a lot of people have eaten edibles and I've been like, not feeling it, dude. I'm sitting there going, I'm munching them. Then 
the, the one time that you start, you know, because I used to be like, can't get me, I can eat any edibles. And that one time when it hits you, like, you know, that because I was, I was in my bed, I, I kind of was like, there was no food, I was at this party. The only thing that they had, it wasn't vegan, but it wasn't meat, were these herb cookies. And it was made by some burners, you know, so they probably really, I just was macking them, you know, one after another. Now, when I, I, I got to my house, I couldn't, I, I was like, I can't move i was like i was like i can't move it was like kind of scary but i was laughing i was like ah, so i try to get down the hall it's like kind of like you know like <laughs> it was unbelievable butt high you know like i was like i was like i almost had a marijuana overdose i, I haven't I'd, been that high in so long and it's been yeah, but you, you had one like that once well when i was younger yeah because it kind of hit you because you weren't like the, the bull you are now now if it's just too powerful i just go to sleep i just take a nap i know isn't that cool about being old <laughs> you like instead, instead of having like this traumatic experience and having oh my child ate all these edibles oh my god and you know like there's this thing and you're almost gonna die because of course you ate too many uh, there's no such thing as a marijuana overdose i'm hungry happy Sleepy, horny. That's it. Wow! All at once, man. This guy's a. This is a party waiting to happen, ladies. If you just want to ride the stallion, and then just not have a guy to talk to tonight, because he, he's not going to bother you with conversations or cuddling. Yeah, I'm just going to pass out. It's yeah. going to be great. <laughs> then you can even just like bitch slap his balls and 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 like you know what? He won't he won't wake up. He won't wake up. So. If you've ever wanted to pitch slap a dude in the balls, now's your chance. Now's your chance. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just, you know, every day I send the tent team to come up with some imagery that nobody's ever really said exactly before. Like, bitch slapping balls are fucking God in the mouth. Like, I, I think about just fucking God in the mouth. Jesus, I, what, Jesus came in my mouth one time. And what happened after that? I called it filet mignon. Filet mignon. Wow, this guy, I mean, I'm going to get on this distone every day. This is going to be cool because I've been like, kind of like, no matter what you say, it's funny because it got like that kind of cool stoner Spicoli thing going like, yeah, that's true, Mr. Hand. You remember that? <laughs> that, that time? Hello, he's got that. That's, that's, uh, you ever surfed before? Yeah, sir. What was that like? That's. I've never surfed. i got to be honest. It's, it's probably one of those singularly most... Uh, how do this exhilarating deeply affecting experiences in my life was it sensual essential um i don't know about sensual but it's very exhilarating um invigorating i like that exhilarating and invigorating and invigorating yeah but just i don't know just to be standing on water and to be pushed by this tremendous you feel like the silver surfer a little bit you know who that is yeah. For Marvel? Yeah. You, you, were, you, were you a big comic? You feel kind of super when you're on top of that wave. So So you actually were pretty good at it. You actually got up on a wave. Yeah. Because, I mean, I, I, would, I just haven't done it. What about skydiving? Sky, skydiving. I have yeah. not gone skydiving. My, God, my friend, dick just lost his heart on me. My there. good friend Dan Podwell you know, is an avid I made my microphone. I meant that. Dan Podwell is an avid skydiver. I am not. You just there. met him, right? No, you know Dan. No, I've known Dan for years. Danny, I mean, he's the kind of guy who goes, whoa, got my, my parachute just ready to go. You know, he'd have, and he'd have it just fully rigged. His brain would be so acute at that moment. He's like, well, if it doesn't work, it's not my fault. Right? Totally. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, I'm going to die, but I know I did everything I could. And he'd be like. They didn't feel satisfaction as he was going to die. You know, he wouldn't be, I don't think he's the kind of guy who goes, goes scream like a little girl. I think he would just be like, well, Danny, nice knowing you. Gotta go. Now, Dan doesn't live with, Dan, with doubt in his heart. He, he lives with a sure hand. I think, I think he would still be trying to save himself no matter what until the end. And he'd be like, I'm going to figure this out. He'd be looking at, you know, he'd like, and I'd be, Dan would not. I, I would, I would have the shit. I would just have that, the, the world's ultimate anxiety attack. <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be like, ah, and it would just, it would be over. It'd be cool. Be shitting yourself. It'd be terrible. No poo. No poo. I, I would hold on to the poo. Cause I mean, I know that would come out later, but I just don't want, I don't want to have like, it would be uncomfortable and I'll be just having thinking about it. So I'd probably just hold it in. I, I don't know how I'd do it. 
It's one of those things like you're not going to when you get hung, you're supposed to crap yourself too. That would be cool, right? Like you're hanging, it's bad enough to humiliation, but then you crap your pants in front of the whole town square. Snap your neck, shit yourself. That's how life goes. Yeah. You know what? They're really trying to put it to you. You know, they're like, they're like, you're not even going to hang yourself. You have a dirty panties. Yeah. That's not good. Unless maybe they put, now I think when they hang people, they probably just put depends on them just to make sure you know, clean up the little. Maybe. It's only a dollar. How much does one depend cost, right? Come on. Uh, Come on, America. Kick down. So, like, we're going to hang you. Can you put these diapers on, please? (laughs) And then we're going to, yeah, no, not wear any clothes but the diapers. That would be so cool. (laughs) They're like, you know, we're going to electrocute you now. Can you put on some diapers? (laughs) That's true. Like, okay, let's go there. Last meal. What would you have? Last meal? I would have to say some of my mom's lasagna. Whoa, that's that's a guy who loves his mom, man. I'm really impressed. Are you Italian? Partially. Yeah, yeah, because I'm Italian. Everybody on these coasts is Italian. You know, if you know, pizza pizza is like the mother's titty. Like you see a little kid noshing on a fucking uh, crust, like a six months old. <laughs> Get it down. So that's a really beautiful thing. I wish I could say that about my mom's cooking. We had some dishes she really loved. It wasn't that I didn't like it. It was just they're more meat oriented, and they always were. My dad needed meat every meal. Meat. It's kind of the same way, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. You ever yeah. felt bad about the animals, so you could eat them, or? Uh, it's just you know. Do you ever have you ever? I mean, it's even as a little when you start eating acid, whatever you do, you start getting a little more conscious, and you say, "Oh, all these ham sandwiches I'm eating are actually a dead pig." Yeah, well, you know, you got to care because like pigs are obnoxious too. You ever seen them eat a pig? They're not fun. Eat the pig before the pig eats you. I know because they would if they could. Because they would if they could. And all animals too. Like I've thought about territorial stuff too because it's like you know, like you think about like other animals will kill other animals if they're they're in their area. What's the difference between that and war? You know, the war of, of countries. You know, it's the same idea of territory, so I can survive. And this is my. And it can even be out of ego for some animals. They're like, "That's my territory." They might actually kill somebody of in land that they don't actually even go to that much if they see somebody on them. They spray it. They they piss on this little. Yeah, and, and, and the animals are like that. So why are we any different? That's what I'm trying to say. So you start seeing behavioral patterns that say this is evil. It's it's uh, violent, and you say that if you come from this planet, I mean, all the other animals are hella more violent than we are. First and foremost, in almost any type capacity, they're going to kill each other and eat each other. Like every, every, almost every fish in the sea eats each other. And they're all swimming each other's poo, too, right? Think about it. Depending on how big they are. It's absolutely. a big toilet bowl, right? They're just like sitting there like, you know, a shark eats a fucking bunch of fish, takes shit, just swimming right on it. And it's kind of weird, right? Yeah, it filters out, though. That's a big it's, But it's kind of just a giant toilet bowl. The earth is a giant toilet bowl. Yeah, well, we're... Wow, that's really... That's uplifting. That's the kind of day it's been, huh? Yeah, that's the kind of day we had. Is that the world is shit. Thank the world you. is a toilet bowl. Look, seagulls will just go, oh, shit, cool. They'll eat it, too. <laughs> like, seagulls gotta be this time. They can't kill anything. The they're these weird... Shit, that. Yes. No, but think about these animals that are scavengers. Like they, they're, they're basically dependent on somebody else killing something. They're kind of shit out of luck if somebody don't kill something. Well, you know, you got to f- kill to feed the tribe, you know? Think about, though, that existence where, like, you couldn't go find your own food, and the only way you could do it is somebody else kills something. That's heavy, dude. That would be like just every day of the life of just surviving would be just madness. Now, insects can eat anything. There's a lot of them that are just going to eat live or whatever's happening. But just those weird jackals. Like, why can't jackals kill their own other people? Why do, they don't do yeah, it. Yeah, like if you were living out in the wild and you were stranded. Hyenas, I think, kill things. I think hyenas are pretty like good. If, like if you were stranded out in the wild, there's no way you'd be able to find enough vegetation to fucking sustain yourself. You'd but I would have to it. depend on another animal to kill it first. You'd have to go kill another animal. Yeah, I'd have to be able to kill... 
an animal, but I'm saying I wouldn't. But yeah, you're missing the point. Like when you have to like basically, uh, what's that? Hopscotch? Mm-hmm. You, know, you just yell, you have to jump over. No, whatever. What, piggy, what is that thing? Piggy, how do you do that when you jump over somebody? What was that called again? Leapfrog. No, yeah, thank you. Sound like leapfrog. There you go. Uh, shoots and ladders. We're going that far back, but I'm saying if you had to actually leapfrog onto your meal, it just would be just crazy. Why? Why would God create these animals that can't kill their own food? Uh, so they can be eaten. But they're not being eaten. They're eating stuff that other people are eating. Uh, they're killing. It's just really just madness. And I say... Which animals are you specifying, though? I'm saying like vultures, for example. No, vultures don't kill. They just look for road uh, things. They live off of what land animals kill. Well, that, every animal has a niche, and the vulture's niche is to eat dead things. Like, just like at the bottom. Oh, it's so gross. So it's dead for a while, too. I think that's a, some of that shit is like... Just, r- just like in the ocean, you have bottom feeders. You have crabs. You have others. And they just of, eat... Po- they probably eat the yeah, poo that goes yeah, down yeah, there. They're just macking up yeah, poo. Yeah, yeah they, they, eat <laughs> dead, they eat all the dead whales that sink to the bottom. All the They do? Yeah. What, so a dead whale just dies and it goes to the bottom? I heard they wash ashore. No, not necessarily. No, some of them don't make it that far into shore. Or they're so far out there that they just sink. so far there. they just sink and then there's just crabs and all sorts of like weird... Like, but so is there constant... There. It must be just crazy. Yeah. That just existence could have evolved out of nothing. The blackness. There we were. No existence. And all of a sudden there's existence. It seems really hard to believe. Who's writing to me here? That's my wife. I'm sending you a picture of the building. I think she wants us to come see the dance performance. You want to go see dance? Sure, why not? I don't know. I don't know if he does, but he wants to look at some. Some they do a couple splits. There's one girl I think gets naked. She's oh, cool. It's cool. You know, if you tell guys, hey, there's gonna be naked girls, uh, and they'd definitely be down. We just started getting flow in here. It took us two years. It was like, it was like that long foreplay. Like you're with a girl, you kind of finger banging her for 45 minutes or something, and kissing her and stuff. Then you go, okay. Now I'm going to go down to the titties, right? You go, oh, yeah, these titties are amazing. I done that for about a half hour. Then you got to go, okay, now I'm going to come all the way down to your box. You know, and then you know I'm worshiping you, girl. And that's what this conversation was like with Alvaro Andres Solizano. I'm going to play some electronica here if I can before uh, it all ends and I uh, just go to hell. Um, but uh, we'll see what happens. We're just, kind of, we're just starting to get talking about stuff. And that's kind of stuff I would normally would talk about. But we're gonna see. Let's see the zoom play. Check this out. I did this. That's why my sister and I just did it. Let's we'll play a little clip of it. I'm not gonna be a lot of it. I get you. Know, should I just scat the lyrics? I don't know. Should I do it? Tell me. Call him five five. <laughs> okay. Let's see. I'm not gonna do it. I can do it. Can't do it on here. No. Never said I would, but then it came on. Another picture, another picture of you. Something like that, but it was a lot more. It was a lot more alive. See, that was good. You almost could feel it. It was good. Okay, good. I gave you a little sample. That's all you get. A little taste. Oh yeah, not cool. Now I'm gonna be thinking about Roxy Roller making music. That's the joy of being Roxy Roller, is that I don't. Diary has this preconceived notion of me. That's one of my joys. Also, just that people think. I do a lot of things I don't do. I've heard stories that have been like, there could not be further from the truth. I mean, I, I don't think anybody's ever said I'm down with Trump because that would just be like madness and I just, they would just, that would be, up. what can you say on that one? But I've heard of dead things, just a lot of things, but just, you know, music, uh, spirituality, uh, they usually see your exterior in life and people do that on purpose to some degree. Mostly we do have these facades. Or just like an image you're trying to uphold in a, a community. If you're going to be like, I'm going to church. And one of those things like that. So 
Uh, oh, that was kind of like release. I mean, the songs want to be way better than that. A little bit more like Wolfsheim, a band that does, does a song called When I... Hey, can you punch up Wolfsheim? We'll do it. It's a song called When You're... Uh, I Find You're Gone. And we're going to play that one because you're going to find us gone after this. We're going to maybe see if we're going to go to dance. But Wolfsheim. W-O-L-F for you kids at home. Uh, one word. S-H-I-E-I-M, I think. It'll punch up. I Find You're Gone. A Wolfsheim? Yeah, yeah. Wolfsheim. Wolfsheim. Yeah, it should be there. Find your gun. There it is. Find your gun right there, Dad. So find your gun. I'm going to play this. I'm going to check in with my wife. We're talking about some cool stuff, and uh, we just got cooking. So um, we'll be back next weekend. I'm going to do everything I can for you people out there to make the show everything it can be. Wolfshine.
You know for me it's just a game And that you're not the one to blame We'll shine with I Find Your Gun. One of the most inspiring uh, videos I'd seen, and uh, when it comes from a song that says, I find you're here, and I find you're gone. And it's got about an eight-minute song altogether. But it's one of the more inspiring videos the way it was put together. So go, do yourself a favor. Go check it out. Wolfsheim, uh, W-O-L-F-S-H-E-I-M, I think. And I Find You're Gone. They're from Germany. They're real cool. And that's kind of what I patterned this last song after. So, um... Oh, you're not playing Creed, dude. Playing Creed. Oh, my God, he's going to play Creed. No, I'm not playing Creed. Oh, my God, you're so fired. That's it. Just had the wrong song no, no, not okay. Not okay even to see that word. <laughs> That's a... what's, what's that song, uh, Everything Within My Arms? Uh... What song? I hope. Um... Okay, go Ted Nugent Stranglehold. Just, just goes cut to the chase. Ted Nugent? Yeah, Stranglehold. Do you know the song? All right, we're just going there. This has been a Ted Nugent Stranglehold uh, hour. And if you don't know this song, you have to hear this, dude. I mean, you like really are ripping. I got to really educate this guy. Seriously, just some serious riffing. This is Ted Nugent Stranglehold. Oh, yeah. Even you know, no matter if this guy beats up women or, or eats a lot of animals. I don't think he beats up women at all, but he's like, he's kind of said some racial things, and I'll, I will preface it with that. But that don't mean shit compared to this riff. And it's just people like, you know, uh, there's a lot of, um, I'm not going to go race it. I'm not going to go there. But everybody's got a lot of hijab, everybody. So and uh, he just only, it's just it's some comment that's just not politically correct. Ted Nugent, Stranglehold, baby. You gotta love this shit.
Yeah, Ted Nugent bringing it. Bringing it home. He's going to try to punch up this one song. We're going to close it out. Uh, thank you for listening. If you did, um, we'll be back next week with we'll, we'll way more pop and the, the pep in the step. What do you got here? Who is it? Who is it? Enjoy the science? Oh, Depeche Mode. Awesome. And he said Depeche. I say Depeche. We got Depeche happening here. Ted Nugent to Depeche. I think the first time in radio history the two bands were combined on one show. Do you know what I'm saying? Depeche Mode and Ted Nugent? That is, that is madness. That's a first. Yeah, that, that is a first. Thank you. Okay, let's, let's do it. Hey, you got your mic up. What song are we going to listen to? Enjoy the Silence by Depeche Mode. Enjoy that silence. Enjoy it.
Enjoy the silence. Uh, I love it as much as I love a lot of things, including uh, pizza. Oh, there's my wife. I don't know. I'm doing five things at once. Look, he had to confuse the issue by actually continuing the show when we were trying to do a rap. But it's fine. Because, you know, that means I get to say other things to you guys about. You know, I want to I mention a little thing about this, the, that weird DNA testing they're doing. with. Uh, you know, they do, they're doing that thing where they say, if you care somebody, give the gift of, of your heritage. You know, that's the kind of thing where they're doing that thing where you give a, like either a jizz shot or a sperm sample or something. Or, or like spit. You know, the thing is from your spit, right? Yeah, they do. They, they, you're not, you know. They do the, the cheek scraping is what they do. Cheek scraping? They, they're going to scrape my butt cheeks for... <laughs> yeah. No, they're not? No, no. The, the inside of your... your Are you mic. sure? You know my real dad. They take a swab and they swab <laughs> your mouth. Your mouth the okay, I know you've heard about this. You know anybody who's had this done? Yeah, my dad. And uh, do you, through him, you pretty much know, so you don't have to have your cheek scraped. I don't... I, you know, I can do my own. I want a girl to scrape uh, my cheek. I, I, I don't want a guy to scrape my cheek. I want a girl to do it. You, you don't want a guy to scrape your cheek? What, no, no, because it's just wrong. a guy scraping your cheek. Uh, if I, you have to ask that question, you'll never know. But, you know, it's like, <laughs> like you know, like kinda, you got to go. Well, I mean, I don't mind if a guy scrapes my cheeks, but, I mean, it used to be like, you know, like when I have that, like kind of like you'd have that hernia test when you were a kid. You know, like they used to do this. I know there's people seeing this as madness. I'm, I know we went there. Yeah, I was, I was much more comfortable when I dropped my pants in front of 